0: Welcome, everyone, to that and nerds podcast, a weekly show that tells you what's going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined this week by Brian Thornton and only me. That's true. <laughs> Josh is away, so we're running the asylum. Uh, that's not good news. I, I don't who's running the asylum. I thought we were inmates. I know the inmates are running the asylum.
1: I don't I don't have the capabilities of running an
0: asylum. So there is no voice of reason this week. Which is good. Who, who would be our
1: psychiatrist? Like, <laughs> I, I can't do that job. Can you? This is a terrible idea. I'm just th- I'm just thinking of all the jobs
0: involved in an asylum. I can't do half of them. I can do the you know, janitorial work. That's no problem. Oh, okay. I can trust you with janitorial work. Yeah, that's it. That's just, all you I'll can just trust. I'll just go in with. the corner and cry. That's fine. It makes a bad sense. Cool. All so right, anyway, cool. ladies and gentlemen, it is time to brace yourself since Brian is here. I'm going to lean upon his expertise. We're going to start it off with Cape Talk.
1: Cape Talk! Oh, so we're running Arkham Asylum.
0: Yes. Yes, we are. All right. Uh, and it's actually, even more, way more responsibility. <laughs> and it's so interesting that you said that because we need to talk. About the DCEU. And uh, we need to talk about the story that took over. There's two stories that took over the week. uh, And it was Martin Scorsese is making a Joker origin story without Jared Leto. Before you open up your wealth of knowledge and talk about this and how probably we're all been out of shape for nothing, or rightfully so, I didn't ask for this. To me, the the best part about the Joker is we don't know his origin. That's why it was so awesome in The Dark Knight. Why was Heath Ledger's Joker so great? Because he lied about how he got these scars. He lied about his wife. He made up these elaborate tales, and it was spooky as fuck because he was a wild canon. When I saw The Killing Joke, and we got a little bit of that background, right? And, And I don't know how far into canon that is. Uh, and we saw like the red hood nod, and and we see him fall into the vat of chemicals. But we see about his life and his family, and da 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 da. It's great, but that's not the appeal for the Joker for me. It's the wild cardness, the fact that no one knows what's going on. That's what makes it very exciting. That and text message sounds going off while we record. So I I I, I don't know who asked for this. I I I don't know why it's happening. That is my non-comic book nerd perspective. Brian has the most puzzled look on his face. Please unload and tell me I'm an idiot and correct me. I'm really confused. I'm confused by
1: a couple different things. One, why the hell does Martin Scorsese have anything to do with this movie?
0: He's in there. Do this you know who the director not is? His type of movie.: Do you know who the director is? Todd Phillips, the director of the Hanovers trilogy. Oh, this
1: this has got amazing written all over it. All right, so <laughs> Um, yeah, because I want to see Joker with a baby strapped to him for an hour and a half. Oh, the uh, baby's
0: name is Carlos. So, that, again, this is in development, so, I mean, this could all change, but I, I, no one... I, wants I, I don't that. care.
1: I don't care, because if they're making official announcements, it's far enough in development that it's going to happen. Well, it's not really
0: an official announcement. This was kind of leaked out. Okay, come on, dude. I is ever it. truly leaked. I, I understand. But, uh, c- correct me if I'm wrong on all my but the problem is you're not wrong oh my god this never happens
1: and i i I don't i don't understand why they would do this because even in the comic books they're they're very very forward with the fact that the origin quote-unquote told in the killing joke might not be true right like you you still don't know what the true origin of the joker is and that's part of what makes that character great is because he, you don't know his motivations. He's just doing
0: shit to do it. So far, I'm par for the course.
1: And I don't understand why we're going to make a movie and either make up an origin or take some of the different origins, quote unquote, that may or may not have happened in the comic book and put them in a movie about the Joker. When all I want to see from the Joker is him fight Batman. Right, and, and the other thing too is... And I, did, is it true? I think I read somewhere that they scrapped the Gotham City Sirens movie for this.
0: I I didn't read that, but I can believe that happening.
1: I read somewhere that They scrapped Gotham City Sirens and then they were like, we're going to do Joker and Harley Quinn. And now that's
0: just turned into – Oh, no, no, no. Now it's just turned into the Joker. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up, Brian, because again, this is the state of the the DECU. These are two different movies. There is also a Harley Quinn Joker spinoff happening with Jared Leto. And we're having this Martin Scorsese movie working out completely standalone. So what they're trying to do right now, what Warner Brothers is trying to do is Sony and Marvel have their cake and eat it too – and you can't do that, right? Because right now in Marvel, yes. we're getting, you know, we're getting the wonderful storyline, the Infinity War saga. We're getting all of that, but on Sony's side, Sony's doing the Bat, the Spider-Man villains, right? We're getting the Venom movie, and they're not connected to the Marvel stuff. And this is what Warner Brothers is trying to do: the Joker origin with some different Joker with Martin Scorsese running as executive producer, and then we've got the Jared Leto Harley Quinn thing happening. Which is connected to the cinematic universe of the DCEU. What?
1: Wow. Okay, well, so, 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 first off, they're not making, like, every announcement that they make, they're not making a DC extended universe. They're just making a Batman extended universe. <laughs> I'm not joking. Every new project has been Batgirl, Nightwing, Joker now. So, out of all of these DCEU movies, I will have the Batman. I will have Batman in Justice League. I will have Batman and Batman v Superman. I will have Batman characters in Suicide Squad. And then I will have a Batgirl, a Nightwing, a Joker movie, possible Joker and Harley Quinn movie. That is eight movies that I'm already counting. What other characters do we have? So we have Wonder Woman. Flash. We have Flash. Aquaman. We have Cyborg. We have Aquaman. Right.
0: And a possible Green Lantern movie right cuz he's allegedly going to be in this yeah, just I heard
1: movie. I heard that too. So so I have I have 3 more movies in the Bat universe that I do into the DC universe. And the DC universe there's so much to do. I don't know why they continue to focus and come back to this well. If they would do it right, they would do it it, it would be good. And a Joker movie is a terrible idea because you're losing everything that makes the character great. Now, now I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second and I'm I'm going to Do my Josh, my best Josh Burns impersonation.
0: All right, boss. You gotta say boss.
1: Yeah, but there's all these like amazing stories you could tell. Like, Brian, Brian, is there, is there not, is there not stories you could tell with this character? Yes, Josh. There is great. Then I want them all. Just give them to me. Okay, but that still doesn't make sense, Josh. Josh doesn't care. Josh just wants all the Batman all the time. Okay. I don't know why I had Josh refer to himself in the third person, but that's env- kind of envisioning what I what I think he would say right now. But he's not here. So I'm going to tell you this is a
0: freaking terrible idea. This is this is, both of this, right? The standalone Harley Quinn Joker movie. See,
1: I'm okay I'm more okay with a standalone <sighs> Harley Quinn yeah joker movie that i'm I'm, I'm even more more okay with a gotham city sirens
0: movie yeah see that movie fine and that was the the that was the the bill of goods that we were sold and we're not getting that now listen listen i understand that there's a lot of curiosity to the joker character right and he's a fantastic character don't get me wrong but that's
1: part of what makes him great is that no the moment they gave wolverine an origin and stopped this whole like He's like doomed by this haunted past that he doesn't remember. That character became less interesting. That doing the same thing. Oh, the bone claws lasted much longer than you think they did, and they didn't
0: really ruin the character. Just making fun of the movie.
1: Yeah, I I, I got you. But even in the comic book, like let's just take Logan for example. Like for the thirty years that character had been around and no one knew what his story was and the cool thing about it is that every once in a while you would come up across a story that came from his past and it would like it would be make the character more interesting and then they gave him an origin and all that magic was lost You're gonna do the same thing to one of the greatest villains in comic book history of all time, especially to the point where like the part of the character that we like is because he's so crazy and has no motivation. If you give him an origin, you give him motivation. Now I'm gonna. And now the
0: character is dumb. Now I'm gonna counter. Just I'm gonna channel Josh Burns. I'm not gonna be Josh Burns because I I, I couldn't be Josh Burns either. I'm just gonna channel a thought that he has, and he goes, "Hey, the very, very simple question, Brian." Um, the Joker. If you were doing an origin story, he would be a like, small-time thief. He would be a guy who does a couple heists here and there, little maybe. Crime. We don't know. But I mean, typically, right? We're just talking about a guy who does crime, right? It could be who evolves eventually, maybe into a, a huge, you know, crime lord kind of thing. Yeah, but he's not even so. Really who a crime who lord would now. you? But who would you want in charge of that? The guy who did the Departed, right? I think we, I think we can. Of I, course, I want
1: that person in charge. But, of it. but that's not, not my... on, wait,
0: wait. wait. I, I listen, and I would say yes, right? But here's the other part: Todd Phillips, The Hangover, like d- due date. This I mean, is not the guy you put in charge of a of a movie like. Right, this. exactly. I'd I rather give you have Martin, Martin Scorsese Corsese directing it. I can it. give you Martin Scorsese as I'm gonna I'm gonna be there to watch this project. But if the director that you have is Todd Phillips, you're missing the mark. It's just not gonna work. I don't know why this is happening. Listen, I'm not opposed to having some standalone movies that aren't necessarily connected to the story being told by DC. Listen, you you can twist my arm enough to to make me buy that and to say, yeah, okay, I'll I'll watch them. I mean, I'll watch them. You could definitely say, hey, we want to do this as an animated movie. All right. I'll give you even more leeway. But when you make it live action when you remove it and you have this Harley Quinn Joker thing in the works together you're just conflicting with this you're doing a lot of brand damage yeah, it and this seems makes no sense. like it seems like for every two steps forward DC takes they take three
1: steps back <sighs> like know. every time i get a little bit of faith in what the plan is and the plan is like oh, changing man. and evolving they they say something and i go that's not
0: going to work even in the plan that you've already set up here's the thing they did a course correction with Wonder Woman and and i was ready to, to start eating it, my words. saying, And it looks like they did a course correction with Justice J- League. Exactly, with Joss Wheaton taking over and doing a course correction for the, the all the Snyderisms that I hate. And I was like, hey, DC is actually fixing their stuff because they realize they need to stop trying to be Marvel and just be DC. And, and I started to, to agree with what they were doing. I mean, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. I really liked it. Yeah. And I liked the the news that was coming out of uh, Justice League this year. Again, just like you said, Brian, a couple steps back. So, I mean, any final thoughts you want to say on this? I, I do want to move on to another bit of DC news, but I, you know, I, I don't should. know if I can take any more DC news. Well, but, well, the, but continue. This is good, and this is just a little bit of just hey, a little bit of follow up. We had talked last week that we are getting some uh, casting news for the live action Titans show uh, that's going to be on the DC digital. Yeah, uh, service. They, had, they had casted Raven last time we talked, right? And now they have cast uh, Starfire. Uh, and it's from one of the actresses, Anna, I think it's Doip? Diop? What? I don't know. I don't know. She's from uh, 24 Legacy, uh, for those of you okay. who, who watch that. She's been in a couple other smaller bits in Quantico and other shows like that. Um, looks interesting. I, I. I. She's a young woman. I've never seen her really in anything. So we've got some Australian newcomer. We've got a relatively unknown person coming in for Starfire. Um, I'm okay with them bringing in a bunch of um essentially unknown I, I think this is the best call for for this show yeah it's it, just a bunch of un-
1: well i mean and, and think about uh, i mean greg berlanti heading in so think about the berlanti verse in general i mean Stephen amell wasn't really anybody before arrow grant gustin and melissa benoist had a season or two on glee but they were really weren't minor yeah, characters they, and, and they were minor characters and they were on the seasons of glee that like killed the show like no one watched them right exactly so like they were relatively unknown too and you know i think the biggest name in that entire universe is brandon routh right as as the atom so i mean they've done a really good job of taking these unknown characters but but that's the thing that's the thing that berlanti does right that the the giant movie verse isn't really understanding is that it's not about who you put in the suit it's about the story and the character development and all this other stuff right exactly this is what marvel does really well right they cast not unknowns but but people who aren't huge yet so the movie's not about that actor right like right now it's every time we talk about batman it's all about batfleck it's all about ben affleck as batman right and before when iron man one came out no one was really talking about Art Robert Downey Jr. before then. He had Mm -hmm. just started to come back. Chris Evans wasn't a huge actor. Chris Hemsworth was literally unknown. I mean, so the conversation is about the movie. It's not about the actor. The DC movie verse can't seem to understand that, but Berlanti gets it.
0: Yeah, and I and I like that again. The, just like you just said, we can now focus on and on on the characters and make that the driving force to it, and then get to know the people behind the scenes. But really, focus especially
1: on them. for an ensemble movie like or ensemble cast like this, right. there, there's never going to be pressure to say, "Well, we were paying X amount of dollars for this person, so they need the most screen time." And especially on a streaming service that
0: is untested right Right.
1: you, you can you can experiment and you can tell really well well-rounded stories and maybe there's an episode where one character doesn't show up for the entire thing but that's okay because it's not about the actor it's not about let's shoehorn this person in because we need to pay them a ton of money um so i mean i think this is a great call i mean the more casting news that comes out if i don't know them when it comes to the, comes to this show i'm completely okay with it I'm sure they'll do a wonderful job.
0: Yeah, I'm not looking for anyone with a huge name to, to pull me in. I'm looking for the characters. I'm looking for the story to to make me throw down what I yeah. probably assume is ten dollars for another streaming service. And yeah, I would assume. And if we keep it grounded like this, I'm in. Bo- I'm on board for it. So uh, I'm see? also in board. <laughs> Very good news for DC on this one. So see, we balanced out I, the DC. Yeah, I'm just going to start calling that Berlantiverse. Uh, it's not DC anymore. It's just the Berlantiverse. <sighs> all right. So now we're going to pivot over to Marvel. As you know, we have our second podcast, The Bingeaholics, where we are currently covering the Defenders. Uh, and if you've binged all of the Defenders, you also know that they uh, released a tr- a teaser trailer for The Punisher.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Listen, this looks good. And, and it wasn't even much. No, it's Just it was a just, guy in the floor with a sludge hammer. It was enough. It was just enough. All those little flashes of stuff and I was like, "Oh, there's stuff. Ooh, he, that guy's dead. That's awesome." Like, ah. Uh, it, it looks like they're finally going to get this character right after so many times of screwing it up. I I, I think this is going to be the one that sticks.
0: Yeah, I'm and, very excited. And it it looks um th- I, we we talked on the Bingeholics about the way that Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Luke Cage are, are all very kind of different color schemes, we can clearly tell that we're going to a dark place with the Punisher uh, figuratively and literally, uh, and I cannot wait to, to see it. So it, it looks fantastic. There's a link in the show notes if you haven't seen it already. Uh, check it out because it's going to be a fantastic show coming to your Netflix soon. So, Brian, again, in the world of comic books and, and movies and how it's, you know, one affects the other is a, a very common problem right now, and that is the death of superheroes. And the article is titled Let Superheroes Die. Uh, it's from Polygon.com. It has a lot to say really about how this is affecting movies, how it's taking down the the, the stakes and the scales. kind of want your opinion on this because a lot has changed, and we have a couple comments from a couple of listeners who – Want to chime in on their opinion too, but, but tell me what what you think about this topic in general. About the topic of of
1: death and returns of superheroes all yeah. the time, forever and always. <laughs> yes. Um. My opinion is that in in, in comic books and in movies and, and television shows, honestly and, and unfortunately, in anything in this world, uh, death has lost all of its meaning. And I mean, I I I do agree with the article that. Uh, the article points out something that says, you know, when, when one of these characters die, the reader or the watcher isn't forced to think about what my life or what the, the world is going to be like without this hero. They're forced to think, I wonder how they're going to bring him back in a year. So, <laughs> and that's sad because it's true. And, and it's really funny because um, there's a video uh, that Max Landis does all about the death and return of Superman. Yes. And and he points out a really good fact that before 1995, when this story came out in the comic books, and I remember when Superman died, and me too, because it was huge. It it was on
0: the news. It was that big. It
1: was on the news because it was this huge character that that no one thought was you know gonna ever even get hurt, let alone die. Um, and and honestly, beforehand, they didn't kill a ton of heroes. They've killed them before. It's not anything new, but they've killed them and they stayed dead. Like Barry Allen is probably the best example of somebody before 95 who who died and didn't come back for the longest time. Um and after Death and Return of Superman. They, it was this huge cash cow, and everyone saw, well, we can do this, and because of the rules our world lives in, we can easily bring people back. So if we need to shake things up for a little bit, or if we need to sell an extra couple books this month,
0: we'll just kill off one of the main characters. And this reminds me a little bit, too, of, of what you're saying here about X-Men. Right when S- Charles Xavier dies, right, and we we yep. see him literally torn to pieces and and you know spun there, around. There
1: are, in X Men Three, there are how many deaths? There's Cyclops, there's Professor X, there's Jean Grey for the second time, and you just it, it doesn't have the effect anymore. It, it, it you don't feel upset by it, you don't get angry about it, you don't wonder. What are they gonna do? What are these characters gonna do without this person in their lives? Because a couple years later or the next movie, i.e. Justice League, they're just gonna come back right away. And and with either little to no explanation, or if there is an explanation, it's probably a crappy one. And because of the universe these people live in where aliens are real and resurrection is a thing, and you can easily say, Oh, well, it was because of this thing. Um I I I, I, I I like the article, but I I mean, I think death has a place in the universe, and I think if it's done correctly, it can be done really well, and I think you can bring someone back from the dead after a couple years and still do it well and still have the impact that you were hoping for, but it's so overused and it's so just saturated in these stories that it just becomes cliche at this point, and it's lost all of its meaning
0: all right so um, part of our patreon package here is that you do get early access to our topic so we put this out onto patreon and said hey what about the fact that uh, we you know don't let superheroes die anymore and brian roman replied that i have to say when it comes to keeping heroes dead marvel's ultimate universe did this well when heroes died it meant something Uh, they were heart-wrenching to see them make the ultimate sacrifice knowing they weren't ever going to come back and it opened things up for new characters that we now love to fill their shoes having things immediately confirmed that a character is coming back just takes away all the drama from death so can you can you give me the the i am a noob and i have no idea what the heck he's talking about and and Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you so much so much all right so we've talked
1: about the ultimate universe a couple times and every time i have to explain it but i'll explain it one more time for you listeners in case you're jumping into episode 117 um in about the year 2000 Marvel comic books decided to rebrand some of their characters for modern day, try to get new readers in and they created an entirely different line that had nothing to do with the the regular comic books that have been around for, you know, since the sixties and they called it the ultimate universe. So they were able to start all these characters from the ground up, give their origins a little update and, you know, try and get some new readership. It was really successful for a long time. Um, They did end up killing a couple people, and they did stay dead, but I'm going to have to burst Brian Roman's bubble for a little bit here. Um, The reason those characters died is because towards the end of the Ultimate Run, they kept on trying to kill the the Ultimate Universe. They kept on trying to think well we're not getting the return that we used to get out of this we need to squash this universe and they started it off with ultimatum and then that sold really well so every time they would do these events and kill somebody off um they actually sold more and then they decided to keep things limping along um and he's he's bringing up the fact that people taking over for other comics and he's thinking spider-man i know he's thinking spider-man because that's how we got miles Morales is because we in the Ultimate Universe, we killed off Peter, and Miles took his place. Now, I am not negating the storyline at all. That's actually a very well-done story, and I highly enjoyed it. Um, But that, again, was Marvel trying to kill off this Ultimate Universe because they weren't selling enough, and then they killed off Peter, and everything spiked up. And, And the reason they were killing off Peter was because the reason the Ultimate Universe was even selling at all is because people were buying Spider Man, the Ultimate Spider Man books, because it was the only book out of all of them that was still really good. And so they were like, okay, I have an idea. Let's kill off Peter, and then we won't have to worry about this. And then they killed off Peter. And Bendis had a plan to, to introduce Miles for a long time. And because of the spike in sales, they decided to introduce him in the Ultimate Universe. So, so I mean it's a marketing scam is my right. point. And I, I'm sorry, Brian, if I if this <laughs> kind of ruins your ideology of of the death in uh the deaths that did happen during that time frame, but it was all a marketing scam of them trying to cut out some books that they didn't that didn't sell well, right. And then ended up shooting themselves in the foot and having to continue some of these books until well past its prime. Which is why now they've combined everything, and they've just completely shut off the Ultimate Universe entirely.
0: So, all of this, though, raises one question to me, and and, and it comes to this. In the upcoming Marvel movies, uh, people's contracts are expiring. Yes, people, someone will die. So, that's the thing. Someone's going to have to die in Infinity War. I mean, I a guess. I, I'm one or two people are gonna die. I, like, just, I, I, I mean, just I this, this has to a this just you can kind of tell the story is building this way. Um, and and I don't think those exact people are coming back. Uh, I mean, and and if we look at Logan, right, we we know that you know he's dead, and Hugh Jackman's not coming back either. We're getting these little, you know, I mean, Logan was the first movie to, to do it, but again, that's the actor and kind the of di- leaving. The
1: difference with Logan is because the, of the cluster F that the X-Men universe is, as far as the movies go, right. they can kill him off and say, oh, well, that was just that timeline. Let's go back to the first class timeline where Wolverine's fine, and we recast him as some young
0: Hemsworth that, you know, no <laughs> one cares about. The, the 19th cousin Hemsworth. <laughs> the uh, but, I, but I, think we're going, I think we're going to have people die in the mcu and i think it's going to be permanent and and i hope that this mm-hmm. can change uh you know a couple other storylines i hope this can change uh, the way that uh, movies are approaching this i am going to agree with you but disagree with you
1: <laughs> thanks I josh think, go ahead i'm sorry i i think someone will die right i think it's either going to be iron man or captain america i think it will be permanent for that person I don't believe for a second that if they kill off Iron Man and Captain America, they are not going to have somebody take over that character and just
0: continue that character with a different person. So you I don't think they're going to Miles Morales. It? You think they're going to just be? And hey, look, Tony Stark looks different than the last movie. That's fine, no, no, of I don't think they're going to do that. I, I think Tony, they will. Miles. So like, Morales Tony Stark it. is dead, but we have someone. Pick Tony up Stark the Iron is Man dead, mantle. but but somebody but, else becomes. But that's Iron Man. fine. But that means that Tony Stark is dead, and Tony Stark stays dead. And that's good. We need that. Give me that.
1: Until we get enough money to pay Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. Whatever. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, listen, you can rest easy now if your comic books are not your thing, because that is the end of Cape Talk. Oh, I also like to scour the Internet, find the weird, find the odd. And then I ask uh, this fine gentleman here for his tech perspective. And it starts this week with looking at virtual reality. Yes, I know. no. no. just because Josh isn't here doesn't mean the song doesn't happen. I almost, you see, I went to power You see, I
1: see where you just powered through and you didn't take a breath, but right. don't think that that's going to stop me.
0: <sighs> Guys, I, I think virtual reality is, is a really cool technology, but it's still kind of up in the air. Uh, and it's not mainstream yet, but there's some big news coming out of Bethesda. And if you don't know Bethesda, you may know these three games. Fallout, Doom, and Skyrim. What they are doing is they are porting and changing these games and taking them over to virtual reality. And I have a link in the show notes for Doom, and it's called VFR. And I want you to think what that F stands for. It stands for fucking awesome. Uh, I thought it stands for Fraggle Gorp. (laughs) No, not Fraggle Gorp. Uh, But this is really cool. They're changing the the Doom story to be a different character, uh, and it looks extremely immersive where you have uh, kind of game mechanics to justify the fact that you have a 360 view. A lot of jump scares, a lot of scary things, but it's focusing on combat, Uh, and you have the ability to jump and teleport and kind of slow things down because... Virtual reality is very immersive and you can't have things happen to you the same way that you do in a, in a video game with a you controller. You get
1: sick so you fast. You get sick
0: so quick, but also like you can't physically turn your head that quickly without, you know, just screwing everything up. So having some mechanics in in place to to slow this down to make this easier I to I have use, a VR pro tip for people.
1: <laughs> yeah, take Dramamine. No, take Dramamine if you if you are prone to motion sickness, but If you want to uh, sit sometimes, which some people enjoy doing that, get an office chair that does the little spinny. Right. And just play it like that. That's how I play Resident Evil 7. uh, Because you have to spin to actually move. It was like survival horror. Like you just moved forward and everything else was done by moving your head left and right. Sure. And... It's really hard to, when you're that immersed, to make sure you're centered on the TV and, you know, you'll end up tripping or falling or anything like that. If you're sitting in the chair and you do the little spinny, no tripping, no falling, and you can still seamlessly move around. What will happen, though, is if a jump scare does happen, you may end up screaming at a lamp, much like somebody I might know. That person is me. <laughs> Did you, you just no, say I love lamp? No joke. I, I, I was playing Resident Evil 7. And I was in the office chair, and I ended up getting really scared at something that I knew was coming, but I'm stupid, and it's VR. It was the first time I was doing Resident Evil 7 in VR. I started screaming at him, (laughs) and I'm just screaming at a lamp in the corner of the room because I was no longer facing
0: the television. I did that once, but it was because I had too much bourbon. No,
1: no, no, no bourbon required for this.
0: Uh, Now, listen, when it comes to Fallout and Skyrim, uh, things are a little less clear. We we don't know if they're actually going to be a special like VR version of Skyrim and Fallout or if it's going to be a one for one port, I for one and not a fan of a one to one port because it's a lot of traveling in Skyrim and Fallout. and That shit's going to get tedious really goddamn quick. Uh, I asked it doesn't get tedious when you're not in VR. Huh, it's true. I asked a couple of gamers and that was kind of the consensus that I, I got from them that, hey, it may be a one to one port. Not good. But everyone's very excited about uh, Doom VFR. Again, I love love the fact that Bethesda is like, yeah, we're we're going to we're going to say this. Um, did you see the, the trailer for this? Yes, I did. And uh, it it looks really great, so I highly recommend that you go into the show notes right now. Check this out, and you'll see exactly why we're kind of excited for this because um, this could do something to help VR gaming. And I think if we can get more games like this. I mean, put Portal and stuff like that into a VR situation. Oh, Portal and VR would be- it would be great. See, I think we can open it up and uh, and really kind of make something special for it. Last last week. Uh, the three of us were talking about the the movie experience with Movie Pass, and how um, piracy is really kind of hurting the movie uh, the movie experience is hurting the movie industry, and um, a lot of people are are making that their go to way to watch movies. But we talked about how there's a complicated setup, right? You need a hack a Fire Stick, you need to install code, you need Android on your television, and da 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 da. It's very complex to do it, and then I looked and an article from the verge and it says windows microsoft's windows store is full of illegal movie and tv streaming apps i looked at my windows computer that i have put just you know movies into the search i've got free hd movies online i've got new movie box reference i've got hd movies online there are pirate video apps all over the place um and i'm so surprised that they're actually getting through the Windows Store approval process, and this is another tool that people are using to pirate videos. This is ridiculous. I'm not surprised they're getting through. There's literally, like,
1: no protection on that on that store. There's, like, no rules. No holds
0: bar. I don't know how HBO, I don't know how Sony, I don't know how any of those companies aren't going to Microsoft, their partner, their friend, and be like, hey, shut this shit down. Like, how is that not happening?
1: maybe they are but i mean it's it's like when that trailer leaks and every once that it's out there everybody has it and then people just keep posting it they can't take it down as fast as people are putting it up
0: so microsoft then uh, throughout a comment says we take reports that there are intellectual property infringements and inappropriate content on our store seriously and we will review this report uh, to its fullest in effort to cons- uh, Listen, Microsoft then released a statement, just blowing a bunch of smoke up that everyone's ass, saying, "Oh, listen, thanks for the report. We're totally going to look into it. We we take intellectual, uh, you know, policies very serious, uh, and we don't like piracy at all. So we're going to maybe see if all these developer developers are in compliance with our policies. Like, what a what a like like seriously." Stop this. It's just killing me because I was talking to people about Movie Pass and just how this is a really great thing. And the, the local AMC by us actually does support this this program. Uh, and I was like, I think it's about time to sign up. And people, I was surprised, Brian, by the amount of people that, would tell, that were telling me that they were just fire sticking or they had an app oh, yeah. on their phone to, to do this. And they're like, oh, no, I didn't see that movie because I'll just watch it when it's it, it later. I got
1: a guy I work with who's got a 170-inch screen in his house. And he's like, yeah, I just – I want to go to the movie theater. I just stream it. I load it up.
0: I'm like, well, you or you, sir, make me sad. But I want to come to your house. <laughs> but here's the thing: Microsoft bans emulator apps because of copyright infringement. But they're not really taking this movie thing seriously. Now, I, I know a, a lot of people who listen to this program uh, aren't, you know, Windows people. You know, they're 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 Android and, and Mac people. Uh, but I I'm so surprised. Are you really
1: worried about it being on Windows phones?
0: How many people own a Windows Phone? I think Steve Ballmer. Um, that's about like five,
1: it. Five, five in like five. all of the United States and China. Um, I, I, I'm not so worried about it being on the phone, but I mean, the 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 Windows 10 has access to that app store too, doesn't it?
0: Yes, it does, because it's well, now then, one ecosystem.
1: A lot more people own
0: a Windows PC than a Windows phone. So I, I think I just opened up the eyes to, I did. I may have inadvertently just opened up a whole bunch of people to say, really? I can go watch free movies on my, my Windows phone? You, sir, are killing but the fabric but of our here's society. The problem, here's the problem with these you things. You are enabling people to continue to kill the fabric of our society. <laughs> Before you go out, though, and download these, know that there's serious consequences that come with this. And I'm not talking about the, oh, one day you might get a letter from your ISP saying, stop downloading movies. It's not what I'm talking about. You know, Windows is susceptible to viruses, and things that you are downloading from the store could have some malicious things put inside of it. So don't download illegal movies. It's not worth it. You could just ruin your entire computer, and you should just go get MoviePass right now. $10 a month. They're not paying us. Just go get the goddamn thing and go see some movies that are in the theater. Just go. It's ridiculous. It is now time for the Nerd Degree. The Nerd Degree is where that kind of nerd gives a topic, a product, or a movie the third degree, and we decide if it passes or fails. This week's target is pretty freaking awesome. It is an Optimus Prime toy that automatically transforms on its own. The video is right there in the show notes. Pause us real quick. Go ahead and take a peek at this. Come back and tell me you don't want one of these right now. What? How does it trigger the transformation? Who cares? Who cares how it does? Look at the thing; it's actually I, transforming. It's like I it's get sentient. It.
1: I get it. Well, first off, it wasn't the whole appeal of Transformer stories—the transformation, like you putting it and fitting it all together. First off,
0: no, secondly, no, that's not the whole appeal, but sure.
1: Well, secondly, is there it. like a code phrase? Do is there like listen, a, a thing listen. that I have?
0: Does it only transform when Nicki Minaj is playing? Like, I'm really confused. <laughs> I don't care how it, how it works. I don't care if I press a button and I walk away and it does it. Here's what I want. I want I want Transformers, right? I want them to just do the self-transforming. Mean. I want Power Rangers, right? So I want all the, the Zords. I want to go Zords to make it Zords with just watching it like it's magic. I want I want Voltron. I want that stuff to, to happen. And I maybe want some Gundams, you know? I want to see some Gundams do some, some animated things. More of this. Yes. I don't, like, t- shut up and take my money. This, this looks incredible. I am not all ready to jump on board this.
1: Why? You know why? Because anything that's automated like this, after about 16 uses, breaks down and doesn't do it anymore. Or does it very... Uh, not good. Um, I, I think it's really cool for the first five uses, but after that, probably not so much. And the moment some kid takes this toy into the sandbox and is playing, you know, catch the all spark with his friends and some sand gets in whatever gears are causing this to
0: happen. It's not going to work.
1: It's I'm
0: not for this. Listen, I I, I have kids and yes, they grab things, break things. This is not something my, 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 my daughters will ever touch this. this Okay. Even when I go out to the sandbox (laughs) to play catch the all spark,
1: it's what not going of, to survive that trip. What kind trip? of
0: palatial estate has a sandbox? How do you There's a whole sp- room that's set up like a beach. There we go, a room. That's going to like I it. I don't go into that
1: room because I prefer my pasty alabaster look, but it's there in case I need it.
0: I think this is awesome, and I give it five explosion also, emojis out of five.
1: Also, cats are not allowed in the sand room.
0: Very true. For very obvious, obvious reasons. Obvious reason. But again, wait, 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 wait. Are there a lot of cats? No, no, no. there are very few. Very few. So, so ladies, remember the cat to male ratio at Brian's palatial state, very, very low. So, I, I just, I'm not,
1: I'm not, uh, I'm not on board Five
0: explosion emojis out of five for me. This happening. Five out of five Five out of five emojis. explosion that, emojis.
1: That is, that is quite. If it was a text explosions. message, it would read dot, 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 dot. That, that, that's like the Mount Vesuvius of emoji explosions. That's right. What about you?
0: This is the standard thing, so I don't know why you're hesitating. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna have to give it a uh two explosion emojis out of five. Well at least that's I, respectable. I, I sorry. Respectable. I, I mean it's respectable. It's a great idea. I, I think it's cool. I would I get one? Probably. Think of I it just, as a collector's I don't, I don't item you keep sur- on your shelf. I don't see a surviving wear and tear. I just don't.
0: Alright, and because uh Josh is not here, we do not have cast this this week. That's a very odd thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Smith, that's that's man-made everybody it's on a soundboard any final thoughts um be be good to one another <laughs> so uh, we- um
1: watch marvel movies not dc um the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> universe was a money-making scam
0: sorry brian roman and uh automated autobots not that great an idea you know, we have an episode called Josh Burns Ruins Everything, and the way you just summarized this, it's Brian Thornton <laughs> Ruins Everything. That's okay, because we're the Bernstons. We have to ruin something every once in a while. Let me note, by the way, great post on our Facebook page from Laura is a wonderful family portrait of the Burnstons. A uh, portrait? At the at the boardwalk. Noticed um, one member of this unit here. I uh, wasn't given the invitation. I wasn't the heads up. I, the, I guess my... My my note got lost Well, in the it mail. was very last minute. We didn't have time to fill out the easy 63-9 that we <laughs> would need to get you out of the house. <sighs> Just saying, it's a very beautiful picture. You should go check it out on our Facebook page. It's Facebook.com slash kind of nerd. You can find us on Twitter, just search that kind of nerd, and please help support this podcast. We keep it ad-free thanks to the wonderful people over at Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash kind of nerd, and just starting for five dollars, you can get early access to our topics and certain episodes as well. So thank you so much for making us a rock around your neighborhood or your drive to work. I'm CJ Mellon, joined by Brian Thornton, and we will see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology
1: Television, video games and fantasy Well take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see There's many points where we can agree
0: Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd well, welcome to the club, cause you were that kind of nerd.
1: Spoilers: this this article spoils the end of what's it say? Uh, this article will contain spoilers for the Defenders, also X Two X Men United, The Dark Knight Rises, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, <laughs> The Death and Return of Superman, Final Crisis, Logan, and potentially Justice
0: League. I gotta wait for the chocolate milk.
1: I got you. Nest quick.
0: No, not that's quick. What's the matter with you?
1: Hershey what do you syrup. Do you do? Hershey syrup. Hershey syrup. No, you can't. You can't stir the syrup enough have that it equally displaces. Wife? Have you? There is no. Em- there is no amount of violent stirring that will get every bit
0: of chocolate syrup. Now listen. In, you dispersed. You, you, in the you know milk. I have my microphone set up to be very sensitive to my voice and I un- a, I, ignore I, the outside world. I understand.
1: World. I understand. You can hear that. My, I don't care. I don't care. I guarantee you, there is syrup at the bottom of that glass. At least. At least the ring around the edge. Let, let, I, I... Oh, win, win. Wait, wait, wait that, the, you should nope. shut your face. I, I said, there's, a, there's the tiny bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The little dot in the center and the little ring around it. You didn't That's, stir it. You didn't stir all of it. Not enough. Powdered is the only way to go. At least with the powder, as long as you don't put too much powder in because you're a fucking savage... You can equally displace and it disintegrates and uh, it, it gets amongst the milks. <laughs>